this mini-series is sponsored by The Bluefield Project. My name is Maria Kent Beers, and my co-host Rachel Martinez and I are pleased to present our first very special mini-series. This eight-episode compilation was created as a window into what it's like to participate in FTD research. In April 2022, we spent five days contributing to the All-FTD study, the largest FTD study in North America. All-FTD is jointly funded by the National Institute of Aging and the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. All-FTD is led by UCSF in San Francisco and the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. There are 23 participating sites across North America. The focus of this study is to understand the changes in brain function that occur as a result of disease progression and how changes differ from normal aging. The overall goal of All-FTD is to prepare for treatment trials in FTLD. As always, we hope this episode helps you feel more connected, provides a deeper understanding, and allows you to accept the good. Always, always accept the good. This is Remember Me. In today's episode, we recap day two. It was probably one of the most memorable days. It was MRI day, and what a day that was. You did great, but... I I don't like small spaces, but I got through it. I had a special guest in there, that's why. You did. You did great. Let's get it, day two. Today is day two of... Rachel's participation, a little bit of my participation. Well, uh, it it was a surprise participation. If we're being honest, it was a surprise. I wasn't ready for the hospital gown. Okay. Okay. Well, we will get to that. So today is day two of our participation in the all FTD study. And the agenda today was it was one thing, one simple thing, one mm, simple. I'm not sure. Simple in terms of like right around the corner easy we know where we're going one thing on the schedule yeah it yeah. was it yes. a lighter day maybe i should say a light day a light day now i know why it yeah. was yes. the only yes. thing on the schedule for the day because yeah it was a pretty long journey so should we start at the top let's start at the top i mean with larry driving us or no okay okay so but we started the day Early morning with coffee. coffee. Rachel's request, get up early. We are going to go do some work before the MRI. However, you know, do-do-do, sitting across from my dear friend and business partner, thinking we're having a good morning, getting some work done. And I look over and Rachel's pretty much in a full panic. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, like she's looking at her phone. I'm like, just something out. Like, it's okay. She's like, MRI. I'm just really, really, really nervous. And then I started to panic. <laughs> That's when uh, my anxiety started. So it, I, I want to explain that the type of panic, it wasn't like, oh man, okay. I just want this to be over. It was like, I need to pace. I'm sweating. I feel like I'm going to vomit. Right. And I, at that point when vomit comes in, it's like, 
another ball game for me. Right. We right. Uh, you know. loyal listeners will know, right. yes, that yeah. that is the ultimate fear for Rachel. Yeah, but we don't we don't vomit. I want to say though, I was a little caught off guard because we have been very stressed about the lumbar puncture. So I thought, okay, you know, I, I, I thought that was where the real anxiety lied. And when I looked over and saw your eyes, I was like, oh, today. It's really, really hard. And no, and I, and I get it, especially get it now that we've been through it, but yeah, we're dealing with some anxiety and it's like, go lay down, go. And she's like, I don't want to work. Push through. You got to push through. I'm like, please don't. So anyway, we got a little work done, head back, call our, our friend, Larry, who is our, uh, driver basically our, week. our chauffeur I our chauffeur like. yeah. and our food food concierge critic. Yeah. Yes. and he drops us off wherever we gotta go and the i'd say 45 minutes we've been together total the conversation has all been about food yes and i appreciate that so uh, it's a little much for me i don't know i i like the friendly face taking us where we need to I be. I do, but I don't want to talk about food. Okay. I, I hear you. When I'm going in when, there and When uh, you're feeling yeah. Yeah, a little nauseous it's and not nervous. really for me, but you know what? He's doing his best. He's, He's not out to get me. Yes. So He's great. So we he dropped us off at the wrong building. <laughs> we walked in, we're like, okay. And then we walked right out because right. we had to get to the appointment early because I'm a freak and we are about a half an hour early. Uh, we were more than that. And we they, got there at 10 34 and 11 15. And they said, we could not check you in. And they yeah. wouldn't check me until 11. And I said, okay, I just really need a sedative. You have to get that in the back, ma'am. Okay. So we're in the first waiting room. Panicking. In the first, the, in the pre waiting room, waiting room. I also should mention just to kind of set the scene a little, um, it's gray here. So everything just seems a little dark and we're about the youngest by 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. The demographic general demographic. Yes. Correct. So, um, and it is sad to see very ill people. I don't know if they're ill. I mean, maybe they're just getting their MRI done too. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We don't, we don't want to know, make a judgment. We were in a heightened state of anxiety that I'm sure Dr. Mikel would weigh in on if we asked her to. And so we're just very hyper aware of everything and yeah. a little emotional. So I kind of started pacing. While no, we're you waiting. were like trying to work. I'm like, I don't know how she's doing that. And then we hear the clock strike 11 and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check in. So I'm like, can I check in now? Yes, you can. Great. So I get checked in. I have three pieces. You signed the same screening sheet. So I sign them and then we wait for another half an hour in the second waiting in room this, in the yep. shirt after the t-shirt. Yeah. Anyone and- who knows the reference, we were the shirt before the shirt. Okay. It was the type of waiting to where you, um, Every time the door opens, you're like, oh. yeah, like, are they going to say my name? Yeah. And they didn't. And then actually it was kind of like we went into a third waiting room, right? Oh, I think that was, I, think I mean, it's more like the, um, I think that's what we call the suite. The suite. The suite. Yes. We went into the suite. The and- suite was about arms width wide. Yes. I don't, I don't even know. If so I we got in there and mm, there could have been a little bit of dry heaving. And so. I proceed to take out my phone. Do you remember what I did? Because when I'm really anxious, I don't remember. I just remember walking in and being like, I 
think I'm going to faint. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go down. And the nurse was like, oh, did you, are you okay? No. Yeah. Definitely not okay. I'm and once again, I'm your handler. So like, this was my role and you know, I'm not the fiery of the duo, but it comes out and everyone in this study is aware that Rachel wanted a sedative before going into the I MRI. I think like the parking attendant knew. <laughs> I and we, for sure Larry knew. And we, we have been told as soon as you get in, just let them know that you need that. Let them know. That. And I just took that point and I wrote it home because every person I saw, I was like, she is nervous and she needs a sedative. And they're like, okay. The first first nurse was like, okay, let me go get it. She didn't come back. And another nurse And then I started back. pacing. And Maria was like, um, we were speaking to another woman who said she was going to get Rachel the sedative. Do you see how nervous Rachel is? And I'm literally just sitting there in my hospital gown, which I do have to give a shout out. It was a wrap gown. Yeah. So different. you don't get yes. the tush peak. And I liked it. I, I, I felt more comfortable. Partially, you looked like you were in Bethlehem, but it's okay. It's okay. Maybe I was, and but it was, yeah. You felt covered up. I felt covered up. A third person came in, and I was like, "Where is the sedative, ma'am? I know you're nervous. I'm gonna go out and get the sedative now." This poor nurse gets the wrath of Maria, which you guys. I mean, it's not that bad. It was. I I really appreciated it. Kind of calmed me down, <laughs> and uh, she was like. You know, in those movies where the dad is like, the mom's giving labor and the dad's like, she needs the epidural. Oh yeah. That was, that was, I appreciated it. So what we found out was that, wait, what about the call map? Okay. Well, I don't know if it did anything for Rachel. It did help me. It didn't. We're doing some breathing exercises. Maria also put on one with birds and I just kind of had to do it out. But I finally looked at the technician and I said, I would really like my friend to go back and be with me. And she said, great, she needs to change and sign a waiver. And I said, oh, she really can. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to be behind the window with like, the text. Like looking at the brain. And, yeah. yeah. And like maybe pushing a button for the scan if they let you. But no, you were <laughs> right at my feet. I was almost time. in the MRI. <laughs> I was almost in the machine. So I was in a full hospital gown. Full hospital remove- gown. Okay. So first, like Rachel's giving me all her jewelry. I'm like all blinged out with all the rings on. And then they're like, you need to change. Change. But then taking off all the rings, doing all the things. The rings, but like the necklace, you can't wear a bra. Yeah. So we okay. only yeah. had the hospital gown on and our undies. And we're just kind of cruising around back there, <laughs> yeah. making friends with people. Everyone's like, oh, I think that's the nervous one. And I'm like, it is. It's me. She has gotten the drugs yet. Yeah. Oh, well, eventually. So then finally the Ativan came in. Yes. And she said, put this puppy under your tongue and just move it around and it'll hit you. You're, you're not going to feel like loopy or woozy. You're just going to be able to get through your procedure. And I said, mm, we'll see. Yeah. The tech came in. Okay. We're ready for you. And I looked at Maria and I'm like. I'm not going to do, I'm not going. She's like, you're fine. Let's just go. So the woman walking down the hall or dead man, remember that movie dead man. walking. (laughs) That's what I literally felt like there's, we went through so many hallways and then they would like, you know, scan for us to like get through to the next one. I was like, we're going like backstage. I know it was very big and we pull in and Maria walks in first and I'm like peeking behind her and I see this huge circle and an elongated entrance into this abyss of claustrophobia. Right. And I thought if I turn around now, can Maria get out? 
<laughs> but I didn't. And the nurses and the techs were so kind. So nice. Gave yeah. Gave me a warm lucky. blanket, put it over my legs. And then they literally let me be right Maria, there. Maria was touching my legs, my feet. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, well, at one point I was sitting at the end. Yeah. And so I you could see. see you. Okay. So okay, describe so, to people like, okay. like kind of, yeah. How, so, what your setup was. So if you guys haven't really figured this part out, I'm very nervous, <laughs> very nervous at this point. And the tech points to the gurney looking thing, have a seat. And I'm like, okay, now we're going to put the earplugs in your ear. And the tech is doing one and her helper is doing the other and the helper shoves that thing <laughs> like to the point where I was like, I think it's in my brain. You guys are going to see yeah. it in the scan. We're good. And then they say, now, Maria, you have to do it too. Cause it's going to get very loud. Once my ear plugs are in, they ask me to lay down and they have, um, like a neck brace looking thing with a towel over it or like a sheet over it. Now lay there. And the kicker is I needed basically a football player's helmet type face. They called it like an umpire's yeah. kind of shield. Yeah. Shield over my head to keep it as still as possible. So that kind of clicked into that neck cuff that was on the gurney. And she said, are you ready? And I said, no. And she said, okay. And I said, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go in. She gave me the emergency ball that I had in my left hand. She let you test it so you could see it worked. So she, she let me test it. It just makes a loud beep. And then they're notified that I need to come out. Um, I asked for a break and she said, of course, if I really need one, but they cannot sit me up because it would mess up the beginning part of the scan. It would be a different, if I'm laying down and then I sit up and then I lay back down, they'd get a different read. Got I think it. Is okay. What she was trying yeah, to yeah. say. I didn't quite understand. But okay. And she said, let's go, I guess. I don't remember. She was very part. like step-by-step. Step. Like even when we first got into the room, she's like, first, you're just going to sit on top of this gurney looking mm-hmm. thing. Now you're going to lay down. Okay. Now we're going to do a quick test. Okay. This is going to be one minute. Mm-hmm. And on top of this umpire's mask was a mirror that if I look straight up, I could see out. So I could see the tech room and Maria was sitting right at my feet. So I could see her, but I kept my eyes closed Closed for, and there were some where you needed to keep your eyes closed and somewhere she told you to look out. I was instructed to find an object. And it was funny because I just saw your (laughs) head, not your full hospital gown, just the head. (laughs) And then above your head was, um, the numbers four, three, five. And I was looking at those numbers. And for that scan, it was, I think 10 and a half minutes. And I think I was thinking to myself, I think Maria thinks I'm looking at her, Yeah. but I was looking above and like Maria would wave, but I couldn't wave back. So I would wiggle my toes. Oh, I saw you doing that. I was like, is this her, is like our sign language? Like, what is this? Our, our special code? Um, and then at one point it got very loud and I, I think I even made a couple like, uh, noises. Oh, so- I didn't hear that. Cause it, well, cause it's so loud yeah, yeah. and you have earplugs yeah. like, pushed into yeah. your skull. So, yeah. um, at that point it, that, that was a, a really rough one, but 
Maria came right over and was like patting my leg. So I think I just want to tell everybody because I thought this was really smart. The way they did it was like, you had kept asking how long am I going to be in there? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were saying, you know, 40 minutes Mm -hmm. of consistently we're getting the answer around 40 minutes and thinking of 40 whole minutes is a lot, but it was nice that you would hear the woman, the technician say, okay, this one's going to be five minutes. Yeah. And she would give like 40 seconds in between. And then, okay, we're going to take a break. Okay. Now this next one's going to be seven minutes. And so it was like, I don't know, just in my, the way my brain works, like breaking into those chunks, Mm -hmm. I was like, it seemed, I don't know, better. But then there was, there was one where it was like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was the last one. I was like, I feel like I have to go like reassure her. So I'm like motioning to the tech. I'm like, sticking my leg up in there. I'm like, can I touch her leg? Can I go touch her leg? So I just came over just to let her know, like I'm here, like we're almost done, you know? Yeah. And so that was nice. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsor, the Bluefield Project. Hi, my name's Hannah. And FTD has ripped through my family for generations. I've lost loved ones too soon. And I watch as my dad slowly, slowly declines from this condition. And I live with the prospect every day that it may affect me and my family members. Studies and research and clinical trials into FTD are so, so important. They provide hope for a better generational future and means of treatment. Many families are in this position and it's really, really important that we participate in clinical trials to help science and research move forward to combat this awful disease. Participate in clinical trial research through GEMFI, All FTD, and search ftdregistry.org to help make your difference. It is really, really appreciated. And actually together, we can beat dementia. I had no idea I was going to be in there. I did not think that they would let you be next to me. I think our all FTD friends are going to be surprised how close I got to I the action so too. I also think I, I was in pretty bad shape. I think they were probably like, let the friend back. She needs it. Yeah. yeah. And then she said, okay, you're all done. They obviously press a button and the gurney slides in and out. And at that point I kept my eyes closed because I didn't, you don't want to like watch coming out. Yeah. Okay. And then when I opened them and I was out and I still had that mask over my eyes and they took it off, that's when I was like, I very much feel the Ativan all of a sudden Mm. and I like it. Um, (laughs) But then it was just like business as usual. Okay. Let's get up and let's get you changed and you're released. And Maria and I are both like, okay, wait, can I have a second to lay down? Yeah. I was so proud of you. We did. We were high five. You were probably like, you don't probably don't remember this part, but we were like, you're a rock star. I don't remember like, that at all. We were like, you're amazing. Like you did this. Like it was weird being in there. It was very, I'm, if I'm being completely transparent, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. But now that I know what it is, if she called me tomorrow and said, oh, on that 10 minute scan, you moved. I really need you to come back. It wouldn't be that panic. Right. Cause I, you were f- in fear of the unknown. You had never done it before. Right. Yeah. But I still would ask for an out of van. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Always ask for an out of van. 
Um, I think my biggest takeaway was when I was in there, there were two times where I was like, I, I want to come out like very badly, but I just kept thinking like, if I give up, what is that showing everybody else? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm doing this for your mom, for my dad, for all the people that we've interviewed, for the people we don't even know yet. Like, what is that showing them that I'm just not capable? Well, I don't think you need to feel that pressure on yourself, but I am very proud of you that you did it. Whatever is going to motivate you, I guess. But I just want you to know that you don't need to feel that pressure. I know, but but I'm very proud of you that you did it. If that's what motivates you, I guess that's great, but I don't want you to feel pressure. It wasn't pressure. It was more just like, I'm doing it for you. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the greater good. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Also, when I was in there, I did get a little weepy thinking about my dad. And then I was thinking like these extremely behavioral people, how do they do this? Yeah. I was thinking for my mom too, like, you know, even very, very early on when we knew, you know, what we were dealing with, my mom couldn't follow directions. She like, you know, you have to be able to follow quite a few directions Mm -hmm. to get this done from the beginning, you know? Yeah. And you know, even simple things of like, yeah, stay still, like s- sitting still, that would have been very, very, very difficult for her. I know they position you in a way. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of there's not flexibility a- to move, but you can move your hands and your feet. You could, you, if I wanted to, I could have moved, but I was just like, I'm not going to redo this. So in a recent story that we oh, had on the podcast, really heartbreaking part of the story was that you know, a family was told, okay, we had done this MRI on your young daughter and everything looked fine. And then later they found out actually the MRI was never performed because she jumped off the table, mm-hmm. which I could totally see that. Like, of course. especially if it's someone, you know, it's in the stage in their disease that they can't verbalize, like, I'm really nervous. I don't want to do this. Like you're, you're able to verbalize. I need the drugs. Right. I'm nervous. So are you. you were but I think to. sometimes, you know, our loved ones with FTD, like they just get up, they walk away, they pace, mm-hmm. they do other things because they can't express that anxiety that they're feeling mm-hmm. with words. And so, yeah, I don't know how they have symptomatic people doing that. I mean, they have, I would assume they have to be completely sedated. But at that point, I guess this is a question for Dr. Rosen, who we're going to meet with about MRIs. You know, are they able to get what they need if someone's completely sedated? Is it a difference in what they're, what information they're gathering? So yeah, I don't, I don't know. But overall, I was more worried than I needed to be, but it wasn't like I was taking a walk through the park. Like, right, it was right. still very intense. It was very loud. Um, and then the mask over my eyes kind of threw me for a loop, but if it got exactly what they needed, then it was worth it. Right. I think a little bit of what played into some of the anxiety this morning too, was like, I feel like there were a couple conversations with people like, oh, I've got an MRI today. And some feedback came back like, oh, that stinks. Or like, oh, that's the worst, but good luck. Like, right. I think there was just like some yeah. negative commentary that maybe- you know, maybe I should have been protecting our space a little bit better. Like, no, don't leave that. Well, I just, I don't mind people sharing their experience, but like kind of read the room. Yeah. Any, 
anybody that knew I was getting an MRI knew I was nervous because right. that's something along the lines of I'm getting an MRI and I'm really scared. Right. Right. And then to match that with, oh yeah, it's awful. Right. Not helpful. Do you want to describe to, I know this was a question that you had asked the nurses was, you know, how far in you have to actually go into the machine. And I know it's different from everyone, but do you want to kind of share that part? Yeah. So when they, when I knew I was going to do this, I was of course started Googling, like, where does the head go for the MRI today? I asked the second technician, like how, how far am I going in? Am I going all the way in? Am I, what's the deal? She said to get the best read, your head needs to be in the middle. So whatever they are looking at, if it's your back, if it's your tailbone, that has to be in the middle of the machine. What I didn't know is that MRIs used to be closed on the back. So this one Uh, was open. So if I would, if they would have just shot me right through, I could have went all the way. So knowing that in the back of my head, like my head was not out, but like, if you walked around, you could have seen me. Yes. Yeah. That made me feel better. It takes away from some of the claustrophobia. Yeah. 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 So I was in, I think like all the way to my ankles, right? It was just my foot. Yeah. My foot and my shin. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if I'm going to give tips, keep your eyes shut and just breathe. And it's not dark in there. It's very well lit and it's cooled with helium. So it's like a very different kind of cold. I didn't know that. So, you know, sometimes when you feel like very tight and just, you get really sweaty and hot, I was not, I was actually like, okay, comfortable. Well, could I have another blanket? Oh, okay. Like 40 degrees outside. Yeah. You, you always run. I normally run very hot, hot in a different way, hot in normal weather. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, did you realize that you were going to have that mirror that you could see out? I've heard that there's sometimes one on the top of the MRI that kind of like hangs down. But when she was like, now we have to put this mask on your face. I was like, okay, I I won't be able to see out, but that's when it was attached. The first nurse that brought us back um, was like, sometimes people opt to put a towel over their face. I'm like, well, I am definitely not doing that. Right, right, right. My experience most likely probably because you were in the room with me, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And when you have a person that's working, like the tech that was doing the MRI today had such wonderful bedside manner. Yeah, She never met my anxiety with annoyance or her anxiety or like, let's just get done. You know, she was very calm. Very, very nice. Yes. Um, And after... I would say probably after every other scan, she would ask me if I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and then on the last, the 10 minute one, she's like, this is a long one. It's 10 minutes, but it's your last. And yeah. I'll pull you she right really out. walked you through the whole thing step by step and broke it out into chunks. I thought that was great. So it did really help that I was in there with my hospital gown. Cause I was like, I feel very useless. Yeah. Okay. Like just looking out and seeing like a familiar face. Yeah. That helped. And like, I know that people, me, 
sometimes will do things that maybe I don't want to do because I don't want to bother somebody else. So I felt like having you in there, if I press that emergency button, I wouldn't be as embarrassed. Does that Got make it. sense? Yeah. Like I would be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry to the tech. But if you were in there, I'd feel just like a little bit more like, sorry. I, yeah. My Cause bad. I would be like, she needs to get out. <laughs> I've got her back. I'm her hand. Left. Yeah. So you could have taken a break. I was surprised that you did it. I, I didn't want to go. I didn't like going in that going yeah. in was the worst part. It feels like the walls are closing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. One thing, one other little piece of advice is tuck your elbows because the minute I moved my elbows in between the scans and I was able to kind of like stretch them out and I felt how close I was to the machine, I like instantly felt nauseous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now I'm done. But I took a big deep breath and I was fine. Good. It's amazing what you can do when you put your mind something. I know. I was really, really proud of you. Thank and I you. think, I think you're right. You know, a lot of the anxiety is the unknown of like, what is this going to be like? And now you know what to expect. It's not pleasant, but at least you know what to expect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. well, I'm very, very proud of you and I'm interested to see the actual scans, we the get to see fruits of your labor. We get to see them tomorrow. Tomorrow. And, and the results of my neuro. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow, that is, that's what we've got going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, when I was looking at the schedule, I was like, wow, like some of these days are light. But now I realize they're not light. No. You know, and no. I I appreciate the amount of time allotted because mm-hmm. I don't know if we were booked first thing in the morning for the MRI, if we would have waited so long or if they got behind. I don't know what that situation was. What time did we get done? My appointment was at 11.15. We got called back at 1140 uh, called back to the, to the, to the suite, first to room. The suite. Yeah. 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 I think you finished your MRI around one 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't even paying attention. I was just like, can I have lunch? Yeah. I think it was one 30 and I think we probably were over at lunch around two or something. Huh. Okay. Good to know. So yeah, I'm really proud of you. It was a long day. I think you're going to sleep very well tonight. I could use another app. <laughs> I think you're going to sleep well. I hope I sleep well. I, I hope as the week progresses, my voice is a little more pleasant for you guys to hear. Oh, it's fine. We're working on it. And um, yeah, I'm just, we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Yeah. I still can't really believe we're here. I can't either. Can I tell you something? What, Me or everybody? I'm telling I'm telling you, but okay. I'm telling every. I'm okay. Not. Yes. Hit me with it. I get worried when I'm going to spend a lot of time with someone one-on-one. I think I told you this. Oh, right. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. I just don't really get, should I not say that? Am I going to jinx it? Like, I, I just know. feel like I I'm think good spending a lot of time together. Well, I think it's because we have our own space. Yeah, I think that is part of it. Although I got really nervous last night and I was like, <laughs> really? I was going to call you and be like, guys, let me out. I get it. You're I talking get it. to people with anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. Like you can always call me, but spending time with people again, this is the fourth time we've been in person. Third. No. Right. Oh, no. Denver, my Denver, house? Cali here, here third. Maybe we're third still time. in like our honeymoon phase. So you're not going to be annoyed with me. I don't know. 
I guess I get worried that you're going to get annoyed with me. No, we're not here just like lollygagging around. Like tomorrow, even though we have a light day, like we still have a full thing to do. Yeah, we got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on. I think that's why there's just like no time for burnout. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to do the Martinez family tradition. So, gosh, how could I forget? Yeah. So we are going to finish up with the game least favorite okay, right right and would you like to go first no i went first yesterday as oh jack would say gosh. jack would say youngest to oldest mom okay my least favorite part was in the suite when i just could tell you were really having a hard time and i was pulling out all the tricks with the call map and everything and it was not working and then i started getting myself worked up so that was my least favorite part of the day i think that my most favorite, or is that what you guys say? Most favorite? Yeah, okay. Most favorite. My most favorite part was when you came out of the MRI. And I don't think you remember this part, but like, I just feel like it was like when Rocky went, got up to the top of the stairs and like, you kind of like looked so accomplished, but I could also see the, like the tears in your eyes. And I just like grabbed you and hugged you. And we were all like rallying around you. Like you did it. I thought that was, oh my gosh. I wish I remembered that. And I wish we could have had that on film. I know I I did have tears in my eyes and I'm so proud what the tears were for, but I definitely remember the tears. I think the tears were valid, but go ahead. What what was yours? Um, my least favorite was when we were at lunch. Oh, I just thought of that one too. But not because I was like by myself, but because I was like, she has to walk back. She doesn't feel good. I was like, I wonder maybe she's going to call Larry, but then I was like, well, I never know. I think actually the fresh air going outside, it really helped me. Yeah. And honestly, because I'm so comfortable with you, I was able to be like, I do not feel well. Like I need to exit the building Yeah. because normally I would just be like, all you have to say is vomit and you're good. I was like, and I know, yeah, I know your stuff on that. So I was like, I really got to go, but you know, we're all on our own journey. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, hanging in there. That was, um, that was my least. I didn't like that. I I'm felt sorry. Sad. I'm no, sorry. not because of me, because I was like, but does she want her? But then I was texting her- you and I was like, I'm supposed to be taking care of you. Are you okay? Does she want her tuna melt to go? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm all set. <laughs> um, and then my favorite part was probably coming out of the MRI. Yeah. I liked being like, I did it. You did that. I like wanted to like literally like place a medal around your neck like you did it like I'm graduating (laughs) like I'm an adult now it was awesome so it was a good second day day two in the books books. they're all good on to day three bedtime to just do it again tomorrow yeah great work A special thank you to the All FTD study for their support in the creation of this series. You can support Remember Me by visiting our website at www.remembermeftd.com. You can shop our merch, you can join Remembers Only, or you can donate. If you want to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at Remember Me Podcast, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple so you never miss an episode in this series. 
Finally, a special thank you to our sponsor, The Bluefield Project. If you want to learn more about research opportunities, visit ftdregistry.org. This podcast is produced by Maria Kent Beers and Rachel Martinez, and the beautiful music you hear is a song called So Damn Lucky by Bailey Kent. The